What do you wish you could tell 25-year-old you when it comes to relationships? What have you learned? What are three things you have learned since you were 25 years old that perhaps would have been handy to know back then? Stephen Dromgall, our relationship expert, has been posing himself this thoughtful question and is with us this morning. Hey, Stephen. Morning, Jack. How are you going? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Um, I'm just making sure the line is all all good and okay there. I think it. I think it is. Um, why did you want to ask yourself this question? I um I've been doing some uh, some work on our website and putting some training together and stuff and um and so uh, yeah the uh, part of the process I had to go through a whole bunch of things about like what's most important mm. and I was thinking particularly about people going into um to new relationships and and yeah really thinking of myself as that 25 year old self like what did I you know what did I need um you know if I could go back in time what would I what would I want to tell myself okay. So you've identified three things that you think you'd tell yourself at 25. Do you want to work through them one by one? Yeah, yeah. And so the first one I think is a really kind of practical, um, practical one that that you know you can just uh, apply kind of immediately. And then the second two are more broader ones that involve a bit more thinking. So we're not going to unpack those as much. Sure. But um, the first one is is um, is a thing that would have really got. Uh, me out of a lot of trouble, but I think would have also really helped my partner um, feel a lot more, a lot more supported. And um, it was the thing of when I was uh, seeing my partner in distress, my default um, strategy would be to try and fix it. You know, right. so she would be talking about, you know, this is happening. I feel unhappy about this, and so she'd be, you know, expressing her emotions about it, and then I'd be thinking. Okay, well, you could do this, or you could try this, and you know, like, and coming up with like the best. And here's a practical solution. Of, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think, <clears throat> and then you often hear that thing about, you know, like I don't want advice, you know, just just listen. Um, but actually, what what we know actually is that's not actually not actually true because there's two kinds of. Um, Empathy you can give. One is, is that emotional support of um, kind of feeling with a person, and that's one form of empathy. And the other form of empathy is actually doing something about it. So they're both actually quite valid forms of empathy. Mm. But um, the thing that I would have said to my 25 year old self is, said, Steve, if you see your partner's in distress, you could just ask, hey, are you wanting listening support right now, or are you wanting fix it support right now? Yeah. And it just it, it, like it just acknowledges that you have the two of those there, and then for your partners, you know, knowing they can then make the choice of like, you know, let's start with listening, and then like, no, he can want to fix this, you know, and um, and it puts you in the right right yeah. position. Yeah, I think particularly for a lot of men, I think that would that would you know be a strategy that you could try, um, you know, immediately um, and. You know, and this isn't even just for romantic partners either. I mean, for a long time, I'm, I'm, I've been like the, you know, a pretty pragmatic individual. So I'm always like, well, if something's wrong, just take the, the, the logical pragmatic steps to fix it. But actually, (laughs) actually, often when people are going through something distressing, they just want to talk about it. They just want to get it off their chest. They just want to have a little bit of a bitch, dare I say. And, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, that actually does lead me into you know because sometimes that thing of a partner just saying, look, I just want to vent, mm. and um, and it was like, oh, 
okay, yep, like vent away. And it was like it easy. I just stand there and kind of like, uh huh, yeah, and like sometimes join in, and and that's really great. And then I've discovered actually that can be really handy for me as well. Yeah. You know, I can come in and, you know, oh my God, you never believe how long I had to wait on the queue at the bank and, you know, what the hell is going on? And, and it's like, yeah, that's terrible. And actually, it feels really good to have someone just join with you yeah. and you yeah. don't need to be fixed or solved or anything. Yeah, totally. No, oh, okay, that's good. Um, and cool. that's an that's an interesting um, that's curious a, a curiously practical solution <laughs> to something yeah. that where we're not looking for practical solutions necessarily. Um, okay, yeah. what's your second what's your second lesson? So the second um, the second thing, and this is a much bigger thing, but really we've we've covered in lots of different different ways in various talks. Um, uh, but it's this thing is really understanding that that when when we're in conflict. Um, that there is a, that there is a pattern to that. There is a predictable pattern mm. to conflict, and and one of the fundamental keys is to look at your behaviour, not your partner's behaviour. You know, because when we have fights, we you know we automatically think, oh, you know, you're doing this and you're doing this and you're doing this, and so mm. what happens then is it like triggers a whole bunch of stuff. You know, we feel out of control. We feel like the victim. We you know we feel entitled to all of this stuff, but also we're powerless because we can't control our partner's behaviour. And when we try, we generally make it worse. Um, but if we understand that that fights are predictable, you know, they're running from the youngest part of the brain, so we tend to do the same things over and over again. Right. Um, and then so we think about our, our partner's behavior, things that we don't like about it, and then we look at what we do um, in response to that, which, of course, we feel totally entitled to, uh, to do. Um, and then and then think about uh, uh, maybe just work through and get some help if we need it to think about what that might feel like if we were on the other side of our responses. Right. Okay. Um, so as I say, that's got a lot more to be unpacked about it. But if you can do that, um, it means that, you know, because often when we're in a fight mode, we're in fight and flight mode. So our brain shifts into a different, very immediate time frame. Right. And so right. it's like, oh my God, this is this is happening like it's the first time. You know, how do we get out of there? And it's it's um it's it is literally an altered brain state. Yeah. Yeah. But when we've calmed down and when we've settled down and when we're processing, if we can move out of just blaming, you know, blaming our partner or blaming ourselves, you know, because often we can sit back and think, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. I shouldn't have done that. And then we we beat up on ourselves, and that doesn't help anything. But just thinking there was a pattern. You know, they did this. I did this. They did that, I did that, and track that down. Mm. Mm. Um, then you can think about what what might have worked instead. And even if you can just start implementing one little shift um, over time, that will that can really make quite a big big pattern. Because the minute you you introduce a new step in a predictable pattern, that will tend to change the whole pattern of the relationship. Sure. Okay. And what's your what's your third lesson, Stephen? So the um, the third lesson that we um, are looking is um, is to think about the relationship like a bank account, and basically um, just make sure that the last thing that you do every day is to tell your partner something that you love about them, something something that they did well, a way that they were successful in touching you that day. Because what that means is if, if you think of your relationship like a bank account, you're accumulating gold. Over yeah, time. Right, right. The longer you're in the relationship, the more gold you have. Um, and um, it's easy, it's low stress, it's going to help you sleep better, be more connected, and it also increase, increases the odds that it will happen more in the relationship. Yeah.
Oh, that's good advice. That's really good advice. Thank you, Stephen. We'll put each of those three tips up on our uh, News Talk ZB website. Don't forget, you can click on the little bit that says Saturday mornings with Jack Tame and you should be able to find everything.